It's being reported that the Florida Gators are not making many coaching staff changes. Maybe we'll talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. Happy Thursday. I am a sunburned Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And it was reported on On3, I believe it was Nick Dilatore that, uh, that reported it yesterday, that he's expecting all of Florida's coaches to be retained, or at least all four who have expiring contracts as of January 31st, 2024, for some reason. Those four coaches, offensive line coach slash offensive coordinator Rob Sale, uh, offensive line coach Darnell Stapleton, running backs coach Jabar Luke, and outside linebacker coach Mike Peterson. I will say this, that although they may all get new contracts, that does not mean that all of them will be coaching the Florida Gators in 2024. And by that, I mean, Rob Sale can still leave because like I said yesterday, and like has been the rumor is that Billy Napier will not get rid of Rob Sale. However, if Rob Sale were to want to pursue an opportunity in the NFL, again, Billy Napier wouldn't stop him because don't forget Rob Sale was with the New York Giants just a few years ago. So Rob Sale could still technically, and, and again, this is just the, the reported contracts being uh, renewed as the expectation here now for some reason. And we won't really get the information until whenever we get it, which is probably going to be when things get finalized. But Rob Sale could still leave. And I spoke about this last night on high top where Rob sale. I, I saw him yesterday in mobile at the senior bowl. And he was the only Florida Gators coaching staff member here in mobile. He was here last year as was Darnell Stapleton and Patrick Tony. And, and you look back to last year. And again, this is 2023, January, 2023 Rob sale, Darnell Stapleton, Patrick Tony were all here. Just a little while later, when Jonathan Gannon got the head coaching job at the Arizona Cardinals, Patrick Tony left, and he went to the NFL. Because all 32 NFL teams are here. So it's still entirely possible that Rob Sale is in Mobile and talking to NFL teams. Granted, I know that he was here. I, I went up and I spoke to him, and he told me he was here to see Ricky Pearsall and Kingsley Aguacan, and he was looking for them at the time. I helped him find Ricky. Um, however, that does not mean that he's not looking 
or not talking to NFL coaches here. There's plenty of opportunities available. There's plenty of new head coaching hires. There's still a head coaching vacancy at the time of recording this late Wednesday night. So it is entirely possible that Rob Sale will leave. Not saying it's going to happen, but it is it is entirely possible. Um, so even if he does get a new contract, that could be a temporary thing before he leaves for the NFL. So it's still a possibility, whether or not it's the expectation. It, it's always just been completely unknown to us because that's something that only Rob Sale can decide. Uh, and I will say that he, he does have some personal things going on where that could change his timeline. Uh, as far as what decision he makes for his future. So Rob Sale could still leave. He could still come back and, and be with the Florida Gators in 2024 and beyond. So that's not etched in stone until we get to really spring ball and, and, and fall camp, I would say, where we go, okay, he's definitely going to be here. And then you look at someone like Darnell Stapleton, who we spoke about this on the show yesterday, where... Darnell Stapleton could, in theory, be extended and then moved to off-field. That could mean that he still gets his extension in the contract. There is, hey, we can move you off-field if we feel that, and whatever happens to your salary happens to your salary. Um, so, so that is still a possibility as well. And we can talk about, even with Darnell Stapleton, who is not in Mobile, but Darnell Stapleton could also go to the NFL should he choose to do so. Because don't forget, Darnell Stapleton did play in the NFL. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler. And it is, again, entirely possible that that's something that interests him as far as what he's going to do. Like, Let's say he gets an extension and Billy Napier goes, hey, we're, we're going to exercise that option that allows us to move you off field. And Darnell Stapleton says, hey, you know what? Instead, I think I'm going to go to the NFL. That's a, That's an a possibility here. And I'm not saying that these things are going to happen. Um, I would rather not get tagged in the afternoon today uh, asking me if I said something that I did not say. Um, but I'm just saying that they are the realistic possibilities. Like as far as Jabbar Luke and Mike Peterson go at running back coach and outside linebackers coach respectively, I'm all for it. I think they've earned contract extensions. So for me, I'm fine with them coming back on the offensive line. One of the worst offensive lines in college football, not just talking about the, uh, the, the blown block rate. I think it was that, uh, Parker, I forget his last name tweeted out earlier this week at stats. O war on Twitter. Um, but not just looking at that, but looking at literally just the eye tests and recruiting and everything along the offensive line has said, Hey, maybe both of these guys don't need to be here. Uh, maybe none of them need to be here. But for me, I wouldn't say that even if they do get the contract extensions, I wouldn't pencil them in as definitively being here until we get an answer that they will definitively be here. Because again, odds are that there will be a clause for Darnell Stapleton that he can be moved off field. And it is still a possibility that Rob Sale goes to the NFL route. Because again, he went from Louisiana to the New York Giants, to the Florida Gators. And it is, again, possible that he wants to go back to the NFL if that's an opportunity that presents itself. And there's plenty of opportunities on the offensive line right now. The Raiders are still looking. The Seattle Seahawks just hired someone. 
there's opportunity for many offensive line coaches to get an opportunity. And with Rob Sale being in Mobile, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there was a chance that he spoke to someone that has a vacancy on their offensive line staff that he could be interested in. We are going to talk about what else this could mean for the Florida Gators coaching staff in 2024. But first, a quick word from FanDuel. The Super Bowl is quickly approaching. And if you want to celebrate the way that I want to celebrate, do it with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, which is fine by me because I will be home. And I am not inviting people over, so I can sit wherever the hell I want. <laughs> Grabbing your favorite football snacks, whatever that may be. Placing some super bets. And the Super Bowl, they go all out with the bets. You can bet on th the color of the Gatorade. You can bet on the outcome of the coin toss. You can bet on just about anything with the Super Bowl. The length of the national anthem, it gets really weird. And that's what I love about it. Give it for more games, honestly. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three or whatever it may be. I'm just saying new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. And like I mentioned in the last segment, the reports coming out from on three are that Florida is going to give new contracts to Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton, Jabar Luke, and Mike Peterson. And perhaps the biggest takeaway from that is that if they are all retained, there is no longer an additional spot to bring in an offensive coordinator because the big selling point for this whole offseason of not retaining both offensive line coaches and maybe retaining one, maybe just getting rid of both of them and adding a solo offensive line coach, a big selling point has been that frees up a spot for an offensive coordinator. When Jay Bateman left the Florida Gators to go to Texas A&M as their defensive coordinator, I said, hey, maybe you move Austin Armstrong to linebackers coach slash defensive coordinator, obviously not giving him a demotion, but taking him from safeties and putting him with the linebackers coach. And then you have your spot for the offensive coordinator spot. That's a route you can go. Obviously, since then, Billy Napier and Austin Armstrong hired Ron Roberts to be the, uh, I mean, he's got like 40,000 titles on this coaching staff now, but he's going to be the linebackers coach. And so you don't have that freedom anymore. So when that happened, the decision was, or, or the, the thought was, now that your defensive staff is filled out, when the contracts expire, you either keep one offensive line coach or you let both of them go and you bring in a new offensive line coach as well as bringing in an offensive coordinator. And then you've got your offensive staff filled out. You've addressed the offensive coordinator issue. And that is what it is. Now, if it is true, if the reports are true that Florida is retaining both offensive line coaches, that is does not give you that flexibility of an offensive coordinator unless of course 
you go, hey, we have an offensive coordinator we want to bring in, then we'll move Darnell Stapleton. Because again, if he's extended as an on-field coaching staff member, I'm pretty certain that there would be a clause in his contract that allows Billy Napier to move him to an off-field staff position. Maybe that clause is if the Florida Gators hire an offensive coordinator or in order to hire an offensive coordinator, Darnell Stapleton is the one that moves to an off-field position. Maybe that's what it is. However, we don't know that. I do want to mention that there is another alternative that is not an exciting alternative, but it's one that I wouldn't hate in Russ Calloway, the Florida Gators tight ends coach. He was an offensive coordinator at Samford, had had record-setting offenses, sure. Um, And he's been talked about, at least on this show and with the subtext group, as maybe he's a guy that you make the offensive coordinator. He's been in the system. He knows the system. And again, my main thing is not that the scheme is bad. I don't think the Florida Gators scheme is bad. The system is fine. It's that I don't like Billy Napier's play calling tendencies. And we were promised a detail oriented coach, a meticulous coach in Billy Napier that was going to be very, very focused on the details, the process, the phases, whatever they want to call them. And to this point, the thing that Florida has been lacking in is the details. Whether that's the number of players on the field at any given time, whether that's two players wearing the same jersey number on the field at the same time, leading in a penalty, whether that's mismanaging timeouts, whatever it may be. The thing that the Florida Gators have been lacking in is attention to detail. So that's my biggest case for why Florida needs to hire an offensive coordinator, why Billy Napier needs to hire an offensive coordinator, is that you need to be able to be your CEO type that can focus on the details and allow your offensive coordinator to worry about running the offense. So Russ Calloway is the only player, is the only coach on the staff that has offensive coordinator play calling experience because Rob Sale technically has offensive coordinator experience because he's the Florida Gators offensive coordinator. So Russ Calloway is the only one that has the play calling experience. On top of that, you look at what Russ Calloway brings as a position coach and tight ends for Florida had a pretty good year when you consider what the expectations were because you took Arliss Boardingham, who was a wide receiver slash tight end coming out of high school, a four-star out of California, did not play in 2022 or played very sporadically at the end of the season when he was finally healthy in 2022. And then you look at Hayden Hanson, who is a three-star tight end uh, out of Weatherford, Texas in the 2022 recruiting class and didn't play a single snap in the 2022 season. Both of those guys were your starters this year. And I think both of them played relatively well. You look at what Arliss did as a pass catcher. He went, he had hot and cold stretches, like every pass catcher on Florida, really, where he completely took over. Like uh, the Vanderbilt game, there was a bit where that happened. Uh, I believe it was the South Carolina game that happened a little bit. There were a couple of games where Arliss kind of burst onto the scene. And then you look at what Hayden did as a blocker for a long time. Hayden 
was one of the better pass protectors on the team, which is a wild thing to say about a tight end. But he also was crucial in getting the outside running game going whenever it did. And also you talk about converting some key first downs, a, a couple of touchdowns here and there. Tight end play was pretty good in 2023. And as having Hayden on the show every week during the season, he very openly talked about how Russ Calloway was a big part of that. How Russ Calloway helped them focus on the mental aspect of playing in the SEC, on the mental aspect of playing tight end and being a contributor in the offense, and how Russ Calloway really helped them develop as quickly as they did. So Russ Calloway is someone that has exceeded expectations in his role. Even if you go back to 2022, when Russ Calloway was a, a defensive assistant, I believe he was um, a, a defensive game planning assistant or some weird name like that. Then he became the tight ends coach during spring of 2023, so didn't even have the entire offseason. And the tight ends made strides for the 2023 season. So Russ Calloway has exceeded expectations to this point for both years that he's been in Gainesville. You can promote him to offensive coordinator. I'm not saying that this is the route that Florida should go but it's a potential route to go where you can promote him to offensive coordinator. And if you're really dead set on keeping both Rob Sale and Darnell Stapleton as on-field coaching staff members, promoting Russ Calloway to offensive coordinator slash tight ends coach still gives you that freedom of we, we've got both offensive line coaches retained, which is a possibility that Billy Napier genuinely wants to do that. We've hired an offensive coordinator in Russ Calloway. We've kept our tight ends coach in Russ Calloway. We've kept all the coaches we want to keep. And we've added a position here with Russ Calloway. The only thing would be that he would need a significantly higher salary to be an offensive coordinator that actually calls plays for the offense. But that that's a possibility there where you get to keep all the guys you want to keep and you keep your coaching staff intact. And you address probably the biggest remaining need on the coaching staff of offensive coordinator for the Florida Gators there. So... There, there's all those possibilities in Gainesville. We are going to wrap up today's show talking about the Senior Bowl once again because it is or was Senior Bowl Day 2 yesterday, um, which the Senior Bowl has, has an interesting uh, approach or, or an interesting way to follow it where you kind of look at the three days of practices and first day – there's not much in terms of offensive line chemistry. So the, the early week defensive linemen usually dominate. There's not much chemistry with quarterbacks and pass catchers. And you kind of get to watch that develop. Like it happens right in front of your eyes in Mobile. And that's an incredible part of this experience where we kind of saw that happen, where Ricky Pearsall specifically in one-on-ones on Tuesday, yes. He was consistently getting open, but you look at even the videos that I've posted, the timing on the routes was weird where Ricky Pearsall was open and running open. And then the ball finally floats into him and you look at Wednesday and that cleaned up a little bit. But then if you watch the actual clips of practice and when they're running routes against actual defense and not just one-on-ones where it's like, Hey, we're throwing him the ball no matter what here. And you look at how, how that kind of shapes up. Ricky was finding open space and getting targeted. And it felt like quarterbacks were looking at him more frequently and, and that they kind of developed that little rapport with him. 
And so Ricky took that next step. And also when you talk about Ricky, he solidified two strong days to start the week. Best two out of three at the absolute minimum, but also just he made some plays that NFL teams will appreciate. And I know that I, I retweeted it yesterday. Uh, the Senior Bowl posted it with their little dots on the screen because um, they have all, all this awesome tracking information. They had little dots on the screen. And you watch, uh, I forget who it was. It might have been Malachi Corley. might have been the receiver that took the reverse and, and kind of showed off a little, bit of ste- uh, a little bit of speed. But you look at the dots and you see number 11 on the offense making blocks downfield and kind of springing things open. And that's what you get with Ricky Pearsall. He's number 11 on the offense in there. So he's the one that helps kind of spring that loose. And also yesterday morning, I think it was, that I retweeted a video of uh, Florida running that little reverse that they run to Eugene Wilson III and Ricky Pearsall sealing the edge and opening things up for that touchdown that ended up happening. So Ricky's impressing with downfield blocking. Then we look at the flip side of it, and we look at the other offensive player that is here for Florida, the only other Florida Gator here, and it's Kingsley Aguakin, who I said on Tuesday, day one, he had a meh day. Wednesday, I'm fairly comfortable saying that he had a worse day. However, I do think his snaps got a bit better because I did say in day one, a a big concern for me or or a big negative that I marked for him was that he pretty consistently snapped the ball too low to quarterbacks. Then you look at day two, he improved that, which is expected. And and by the time you're listening to this, he'll probably be at practice and he's probably going to be better there because he's got more rhythm working with the quarterbacks, more chemistry there. I will say that on day two, although he blocked worse, I felt like he was moving better and playing with more energy but was just outmatched by a a damn good defensive line group here at mobile i want to make that one clear too it's not like he's he's going up against chump change here he's going up against very good defensive linemen and he's someone who barely played football over the past eight months because during the season from all the signal played four games and he rotated in some of those where he was playing banged up. So he's barely played football in recent months. Uh, So the expectation should be that he's probably going to be rough on film. His big selling point is going to be in the interviews, how he does there and how he can convince these teams of of his IQ and his ability to contribute as a center. And I do know that yesterday, uh, Jim Dre, the Bears tight ends coach, is coaching the offensive line for the uh, team that Kingsley Walken is playing on. And immediately after practice, they walked off together into the locker room. So I didn't even get to see Kingsley really. Um, And and he went off right away. And that's why when I was talking to Rob Sale after practice, he was looking for Ricky and he was looking for Kingsley. And I saw where Ricky was. So I pointed him in that direction. And I also told him, hey, Kingsley went back with the Bears coaching staff. Um, So he's not going to be out here to see him. I also will say that no center aside from Jackson Powers Johnson with Oregon, has played well uh, at the senior bowl. I don't know what it is, but center play is not great this year for them. So there's that as far as Kingsley's performance and the expectations. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country and NFL 33. I'll see you all tomorrow.